The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Illuminating Feng Shui with Kathleen Zamansky. Are you seeking effective ways to increase efficiency, productivity, and accountability while boosting your bottom line? In our program, Kathleen and her guests will impart wisdom and proven techniques to help you tap into the universal energies of Feng Shui and Chinese metaphysics. Now, here is your host, Kathleen Zamansky. Welcome, I'm Business Feng Shui Master Kathleen Zamansky, and this is Illuminating Feng Shui. Today I've decided to shake it up just a little bit and I'm going to take the entire episode to talk about several areas of feng shui. So it's going to be 100% about feng shui today, especially getting into the annual fire rooster because we're it's here. The fire rooster is here, the three main branches of classical feng shui. I'm going to be talking about person, space, and time. And then I've just got a stack full of uh, questions that listeners and clients have asked me. So this may be the episode that you want to grab a pen and paper to take down some notes along the way. And then I'm also going to be given some free stuff. So you're going to need to write down those URLs if you want to redeem those as well. Okay, so if you're a new listener, welcome. Um, and for uh, some of my seasoned uh, listeners, thank you for continuing to listen. But I'd like to tell you just a little bit about myself. I haven't done that in about a year. So I would like to uh, tell you a little bit about that and why I became a feng shui master. Because believe me, when I was a little girl sitting around, you know, talking about what I was going to be when I was going to grow up, feng shui master was not on the short list. So it, it came through my own life experience of why that even came about. But I began my practice in 2000. And this was after returning to the United States. I was living in Italy. I was living a very different life. I was there for about 15 years. And I went through a very, very, very challenging breakup, one that I didn't think that I would ever get over. And I, I really needed to get my life back in order, you know, once back here in the United States. And I actually turned to a feng shui consultant myself, and within weeks, I I was on a positive path to redefining myself, which was, it even to this day, it kind of blew me away how quickly that, that changed. So with the guidance of my feng shui consultant and me taking action, and this is an important thing about feng shui, it's an action-oriented modality, I began to see amazing results myself. So... I was on track to become a journalist, but then I realized this passion of just just getting into anything I could find out about feng shui and how I was able to help people. I knew without a shadow of a doubt that was the vehicle in which I was going to help people, and that was through feng shui. So I'm now in my 17th year of business, and I look back on that journey, and I never faltered from my goal to help others through this ancient art. So it is something that is really 
deep inside me that I know is something that is so beneficial and I just love sharing it with the world, which is why I came to uh, Voice America and uh, began this radio program. And the core mission of this radio program is to bring awareness and credibility to feng shui and to bring on business experts also to help the listener improve not only their business skills, but that action part about, you know, doing things that you need to do as a business owner. And then I wove in the the pieces about feng shui so that you can gain a competitive edge with these empowering tools. So um, this is going to be really a good episode as well. If you are listening live, please call in any of your questions and I can um, answer yours live as well. So you would call in at one 866 472-5790. But if you do listen to this on a replay and have a question that's either triggered by this episode or something else that you're, you've been wondering about feng shui, just email me at kathleen at fiveelementsgroup.com. That's Kathleen with a K and it's numeral five elements group.com. And I'm going to, I would be very happy to answer those questions in future uh, broadcasts. Okay. So let's start with some of the questions. I've got some material and then just weaving some relevant questions along the way. So my first question was from Mary Small, Mary, Mary Small Photography. She asked me, what is the difference between the lunar and solar Chinese New Year? This is a great question and very relevant as we are here at the top of the fire rooster year. The basic answer to this question is the Chinese follow two different calendars. Talk about messing up your scheduling, right? (laughs) From the digital and paper and all of that. They follow two different calendars. Now, the lunar calendar is, is more of the... You know, the numerous Asian celebrations and uh, festivals that they celebrate throughout the year, this being one of the most important ones, which is Chinese New Year. And so this is basically one that also uh, the Westerners would call a farmer's almanac. So this is when the farmers will begin to plant Uh, cultivate and harvest their crops. So this is what the lunar calendar is about. Now, in 2017, the fire rooster lunar Chinese uh, New Year began on January the 28th. And this is a very important new beginning of the year. And and the celebration actually lasts for a couple of weeks, depending on the country. Some are a little bit longer. uh, Different Asian uh, countries uh, celebrate a little bit longer as well. And uh, and no matter where you live, even here in our Western uh, United States, at least on the West Coast here, even some of the major banks and, you know, you see that uh, on publicities on TV and radio, they're they're saying, you know, Happy Chinese New Year, just like we would go for, um, you know, um, I don't know some of the some of the companies will be using that as a marketing tool to get you in to buy some of their things by by uh, telling you you know happy new year or happy thanksgiving or whatever whatever it is that you're celebrating to get you into their store so they're using it as a marketing ploy as well in the western world so they know very much how important this is but in any way in any case the lunar uh, new year is about some of the traditions of lighting firecrackers out your front door to ward off evil spirits or exchange red envelopes with money inside. They're usually given to children, but it's also given to single guys and girls to bring them luck. So that's, you know, some of the things that is done on a cultural level. Now, the solar Chinese calendar, which also celebrates 
uh, Chinese New Year. This is called the Tongshu in Chinese. And this was used by imperial families, governments, and affluent people. And they followed this feng shui calendar, if you will, to help them be better in business, make more money. It's about it's about money and power. So in 2017, the fire rooster begins on February 3rd at 11.39 p.m., which means any baby that was born before that time, 11.30, is not of the fire rooster year. But 11.39 on February 3rd, that baby becomes born in the year of the fire rooster. So the solar feng shui calendar is what I follow in my practice based on centuries of empirical data. So it's for you to take action when it's in or when it's best to just sit back and observe and be ready for your next move. So it really is a strategic calendar. It's much, much more than time management. It is that, but it's so much more. So seven years ago, I designed and produced a westernized version of the Tang Shu because you know, even though I could decipher this calendar, my clients had a really hard time understanding this very intricate coded document that's embedded with complicated formulas that, quite frankly, some even feng shui practitioners don't know how to fully use. But it's for this reason that I created the Time Blazer Business Management System. Now, the format is much more accessible for the Western business mindset. It's, it's you know, based on terms that are commonly used in Western business today. It's color-coded, so it's much easier to use. And, and then I customize the calendar to help my clients choose the most powerful days and times to launch programs, services, products. But I also help them, you know, decide on whether or not to, you know, when to hire a new staff member, when to move into a new space. It can even help, you know, someone downsize employees or terminate a client much more eloquently and with less fallout. Now, this can also help you choose best dates to do uh, legal negotiations. And that's all a part of running a business in today's world. So these are all relevant things that happen. So instead of winging it, it's just like, okay, I, I need to move and it's the first of the month. And, you you know, you need to be much more strategic about that. And it can absolutely change your life. So the purpose of using date selection is so that you can have an upper hand and a competitive edge. So when I was learning date selection called Zayri in Chinese, my Chinese pronunciation is awful, obviously. Um, But anyway, my feng shui grandmaster pulled me aside and he said to me, if you can successfully use date selection to help your clients and yourself, you can dramatically improve their lives and amass fortunes for them. So it that got me right away. So I studied it very deeply. And then in 2017, I um, am now in my seventh generation of my technology of the Time Blazer business management system. And what I'd like to offer you is um, for free is to to have a look at this month at a glance. If nothing else, you're going to receive just the front page of the of of each month um, at the beginning of each month. And it's going to indicate to you some of the best days of the month by a color coding of green or yellow and just start there use the green and the yellow ones and the other ones are going to be a little less uh, stable so we want to use the good and sort of um, be more cautious on the ones that aren't color coded and how you're going to get that is to go to bit.ly forward slash free month at a glance and that's all lowercase and then you can um, get get that um 
uh, month at a glance. So I can't uh, emphasize enough how important it is to be choosing a good uh, day to do your important activities. So that's one branch of classical feng shui. So I'm going to talk about three today. Um, The person is going to be about the astrology, um, which we're going to talk about next. And uh, space is about the feng shui. And I'm specifically going to talk about the annual feng shui this year. And then I am also, uh, we just covered the date selection piece. So it's person, space, and time in classical feng shui that can really help um, a person you know, do, you know, get, get some things done in a really powerful way. So I have a question that came in from Elaine and she wants to know how does the time of birth, um, affect, um, your, your chart. So your time of birth is a very important, piece of information in your birth chart. And the time of birth is actually about your income. It is about your life purpose, if you will, the legacies that you're going to be bringing about in in your lifetime. And it it is also, if you do have children, and it also relates to your children. So sometimes people are not going to know their time of birth. And you to run a chart in any of the any of the astrology softwares out there, you have to have at least your year, month, and day of birth to run a chart. Now your year your hour of birth is important, but you can do you can calculate a chart without it. But if you don't have that piece of information, I realize all of those things are very important, but it is um, you know, at least you will have three quarters of your chart because there's so much to learn, um, which I'm going to talk about uh, next um, about the other four pillars in your chart. So even though you may not have that hour of birth, just just work with what you can and don't worry about what you don't either have access to or can't do because that's that will only trip you up in life. So in anything you do, do what you can and and don't worry about what you can't do. I'd like to take this opportunity right now, though, to thank my sponsor, Sadler Inc. Insurance. I personally have all of my insurance with Sadler and I have found over the years of having them, I know without a doubt I can call uh, into Sadler and there's always going to be someone there to answer the phone during business hours but it is a real person that is going to be at the other end of the line so it's not a matter if if you're going to need insurance in your lifetime it really is a matter of when so to have the most comprehensive coverage and real customer service check out my sponsor sponsor SadlerInc.com S-A-D lerinc.com and they do write policies nationwide. So stay tuned for more on Illuminating Feng Shui and when we come back I'm going to continue the conversation on how you can use Feng Shui to your benefit. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Highly successful people know that timing is everything. Kathleen Zamansky's Time Blazer Business Management System taps the ancient wisdom of auspicious timing for your business success. The Time Blazer decodes ancient Chinese wisdom into standard business concepts to help you make crucial decisions at the correct time, whether it's about business, career, education, 
travel, or even the best time to walk away from a partnership. Find out more at 5elementsgroup.com. That's number 5elementsgroup.com. Do you second-guess your business decisions? Whether you struggle or succeed in business depends on you. What if you had access to foretell when certain days and times were vibrant to help you excel in your personal and professional endeavors? You were born with a business DNA. With a 5 Elements Business Astrology reading, timing is everything, and the time is now. Why wing it when you were born with a unique birth map? For your free business astrology chart, visit freebusinessastrology.com. That's freebusinessastrology.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is Illuminating Feng Shui. To reach Kathleen or her guest today, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Kathleen at 5elementsgroup.com. Now, back to Illuminating Feng Shui. Welcome back. This is your host, Kathleen Zemanski. Today, I'm talking about how feng shui can benefit you. Specifically, we're gonna, I'm really going to dive into the, the annual energies because they're so dynamic. You can get such quick results if you know and understand how to use these particular energies. So at the end of the last segment, I uh, had a question about the hour of birth. And so I think, let me just explain the other three pillars to uh, help you understand that as well well. Um, So your year of birth, the year that you were born, this is going to indicate, um, and and by the way, I really do talk mostly about business uh, astrology, business feng shui, and business timing, so I'm going to keep it to that format um, for, for us here today as well. But the year of birth is about your your social circles, if you will. Now, your social circles can absolutely help you in your business dealings, right? Your friends can either help or harm you, right? So um, it is about your social uh, social circles. It is about your capacity to expand in the marketplace. And it is also about your branding, your PR, uh, your marketing, uh, advertising, anything in that, where your social media, anything in that vein where being visible and getting your your product, service, or program out into the world, your year birth is either going to be your best friend or where are you going to need help from others because maybe you don't have the elements that are helpful for you or animals that will be helpful for you. Uh, for example, if your your year of birth has a lot of water in it, in 2017, which means you either have yin or yang water, on uh, on the top part of the the box and then on the bottom it would either be a rat or a pig that means you have water in your first pillar in 2017 it's one of the most favorable elements in uh, the of the five elements and so this could be very beneficial for you otherwise on other years it may not be so beneficial because water and metal as, as another example um, that element um, they're not as approachable if you will and so it's harder for you to be seen so if you have fire that's kind of the the one that we love seeing and those are the real big 
big bubbly people um, because the fire is so visible. So it's easier for fire people to get that. But if you would like to download your chart, here's my second free gift to you. If you'd like to download your chart uh, to kind of follow along on this piece, go to www.free businessastrology.com and then you can follow along with some of this information about you because that's the most important thing right that if we know more about ourselves then we are better able to serve others so anyway so your month um, day and hour is what we, we were talking about and then I started talking about some of those favorable elements in 2017 so mostly um, uh, in 2017, metal is the number one element that's going to bring in cash flow and and uh, it's going to help you with legal um, uh, alignments and systems and all of that, with the exception of it's not going to be that helpful for people on the West Coast because it really does depend where you're located in the world on how these elements are going to most benefit you or not. So the the second one I would say that would be um, most helpful is what one I just mentioned was water. Water is going to be um, very good and strong in strength, if you will. It's going to help you with wisdom, be smarter, if you will, communications and opportunities. So if you have a lot of water in your chart, depending on where it shows up. Remember, if it's year, it's going to be about your marketing. If it's month, it's going to be about your career. Day, it's going to be about your hour. And day, it's going to be about you. And the hour is going to be about your income and life purpose. So it depends on where it shows up on where it will benefit you. Um, And you may have a sprinkling throughout your chart. So when you download my astrology software, you're going to see the five elements color-coded so the water is blue metal is going to be more of a gray charcoal red is going to be um is fire wood is green and earth is going to be more the yellow browns in, in the chart so moving forward if you have fire in your charts great you're going to have wonderful visibility it's great for um, all your IT stuff, your social media stuff, that kind of thing of really getting out in that kind of context. And it's also the happiness um, element. That's kind of fire in general. Um, So if you have a fire in your chart, you're probably typically a happy person. People who have no fire in their chart, they're the ones that are going to be a more subdued type of character. Um, So wood, which explains a lot about people sometimes. Sometimes you don't even need to see their charts to go, hmm, that person probably has no fire in their chart. Oh, or that rambunctious person maybe has too much fire in their chart because they're overly exuberant all the time. Um, So, and uh, wood, let's go on to wood. Um, That's going to be kind of the next one down the line as far as the ranking, if you will, of the elements in 2017. So it's going to be very good for your networking, uh, making connections in your creativity. And you must have wood in your chart in 2017, even though it's not really one of the top ones, you need to have the wood in your chart to have some cash flow. So if you're without wood, um, there, there might be a cash flow problem for you. Now, earth, this again is very dependent on where you you are uh, located, but um, it is not that 
great for 2017. It's not that beneficial, if you will. And Earth, from a more um, looking at like kind of a global situation, it really does affect real estate. And we've been looking at this trend for a year in the feng shui world, and it's sort of aligning with what's happening in the in uh, the world as well. Is that real estate is is actually on a downtrend. Now, the central part of the United States is going to have a little bit better um, outcome, if you will, than uh, some some other areas in, in the world, but on the coasts, um, not that great. So we're going to start seeing real estate um, prices rise, interest rates rise, and we've actually seen this in real time, but we've been predicting this for a couple of years that this is going to be a little bit on the downtrend, but the uh, great thing about this is if you were ready for this downtrend, you can pick up real estate at a really good price. So there is the caveat that if you bought in high, you may end up losing that piece or having to sell um, much um, lower than you anticipated. But if you're in the long run, hold on to it and wait for that next trend. And if you are in the market to buy, you will make some really great deals um, with buying real estate in 2017. Okay, so let me talk about some of the animals. Well, I'll actually talk about all of the animals. Um, I talked already in a previous episode that if you have a rooster or a horse in your chart, that you are going to be the ones best positioned for just about everything. You're going to make more money, um, and you know you're you're going to have great opportunities, and you're also going to get a pretty nice break on on better relationships as well. So if you are a horse or a rooster, we are at the top of the year. If you're listening to this at the top of the year, please, please, please figure out what your strategy is going to be to make some big impacts. Because believe me, these animals will not have the same um, potency as they do this year or next year or the year after. So it's all about timing. So when the timing is right, Go for it. All right. Now, the rooster um, does have a little bit of self-sabotaging energy is kind of how we've, we've coined it in the feng shui world is that um, the roosters just need to be careful of not um, um, getting into too many arguments and really watch your communication. Now, communication is not just what comes out of your mouth. It's also about your actions. And and uh, I would also say, um, you know, your listening skills. Of, are you really listening or are you really on the jump to, to win every single, you know, conversation or battle, if you will? So roosters can really help themselves by... By pulling back and then they can benefit from everything I just said of great money breaks and great relationship uh, encounters, et cetera, et cetera. So we just need to watch the roosters a little bit this year. Other good animals this year are going to be the, the ox and the pig and the dragons. So you're going to have some great benefits as well. And then the most challenges, challenges challenging animals are going to be the snake and the monkey. So, you you know, best to do some personal or business self-improvement this year. Play your hand a little bit closer to your chest and then just wait for some better timing. So, there's I have yet to have a client that has had all all snakes or all monkeys in their chart. They have a sprinkling of other things. So go with your strengths in your chart and then do some self-improvement in those other areas. Now, the rest of the animals, the rabbits, the dogs, goats, rats and tigers, they're going to be pretty much neutral. So they're not they're um, you know, they're 
nothing exceptionally, but nothing really terribly bad either. So just know that um, this is, you know, an area where, um, you know, when we've got some really good things happening, that's where we jump forward. And then when you have some other ones, then um, you, you pull back a little bit. Now, I had another question that um, was asked about, um, she was a bit concerned about the difference between the elements and the animals. For example, um, what if you're, and I believe this was in this person's chart is why she's asking it, what's the difference between, for example, an, uh, a Yang Earth Dragon and a Yang Wood Dragon? So there's 64 combinations of these elements and animals. There's 12 um, animals in the zodiac, and there's 10 elements. So every year, a new element and animal will come about, but obviously they're not equal. There's not 10 and 10 or 12 and 12. So there would be a difference of, you know, like this year's a fire rooster, but the next time the rooster comes around, it's not going to be a fire rooster. It's going to be another type. It's going to be like, oh, well, what would be after a fire? It would be a um, earth rooster. So it's going to change every time the, um, the animal comes about. So there's a different dynamic with each of the pillars on how they interact with each other within your chart and how they interact with the elements that are available for this year. So, for example, let's just take this person's example that we already know that Yang Wood is a positive element in 2017. So, from an annual perspective, we know Wood is going to bring this person cash flow. Now, the Yang Earth Dragon, we already know that the Earth element is one is at the bottom of the list of the five. So they're not going to get as much benefit from the annual energies. And then the 64 pillars, um, which you will have four because you have either a year, month, day, and hour, those are going to be um, a little bit, you know, they're going to, this would be looking at your natal chart reading. Quite frankly, that is a personalized reading on how those um, interact with each other. But it is there is obviously a difference between one or the other. So I would look at it from an annual basis. And then that way you can know whether your elements are going to be favorable in 2017. Or do we need to um, be a little bit more cautious because we have some other animals that uh, elements that are um, playing either for or against you? That's how I would look at it versus the difference between the two within your chart at this level anyway. Okay, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, um, I'm going to help you take another step into helping yourself get ready for the 2017 year of the fire rooster. We'll be right back. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Do you second guess your business decisions? Whether you struggle or succeed in business depends on you. What if you had access to foretell when certain days and times were vibrant to help you excel in your personal and professional endeavors? You were born with a business DNA. 
With a Five Elements Business Astrology Reading, timing is everything, and the time is now. Why wing it when you were born with a unique birth map? For your free business astrology chart, visit freebusinessastrology.com. That's freebusinessastrology.com. Highly successful people know that timing is everything. Kathleen Zamansky's Time Blazer Business Management System taps the ancient wisdom of auspicious timing for your business success. The Time Blazer decodes ancient Chinese wisdom into standard business concepts to help you make crucial decisions at the correct time, whether it's about business, career, education, travel, or even the best time to walk away from a partnership. Find out more at 5elementsgroup.com. That's number 5elementsgroup.com. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. This is Illuminating Feng Shui. To reach Kathleen or her guest today, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Kathleen at 5elementsgroup.com. Now, back to Illuminating Feng Shui. Welcome back. This is Kathleen Zemanski, and if you're just tuning in, I'm discussing how to prepare for the fire rooster and what you can do to help yourself and help you set up your space for a successful year. So I, before I go any further into that next uh, segment of talking about the space, there is a couple of questions that I still wanted to address that came in from actually my annual talk. I do an annual feng shui astrology talk, which talks about the predictions of the year and you know, how you can best um, help yourself on that as well. And one of the questions that came in from that particular day was, you know, does it make a difference that, you know, this person was born um, in a particular uh, location? Um, does Does location make a difference in your astrology when you're reading an astrology chart? So my answer to this person was, yes, it does. It wasn't necessarily on that level because it was a group, a big, you know, a large group that was listening to this. But this would come more in play as well when you're doing a personalized reading. So, you know, take any famous person in the world. Um, who do I want to choose? Um, I don't know why this came to my mind. Frank Sinatra. <laughs> so hopefully some of your, all my listeners know who Frank Sinatra is. He was a, a pretty famous um, musical artist in, I would say, the 50s, 60s. But anyway, there were people all around the world that were born on the exact day and time as Frank Sinatra. The difference was they were not born in the same hospital by the same parents. So there is the differentiation. So the thing that you really do need to understand about that is your ancestors and your location, which means feng shui, is what changes the outcome of a particular person's chart. So 
you know, Frank Sinatra became a very famous um, uh, musical artist. Uh, he did have, he was from an Italian descent. Um, there was uh, uh, some talk that, you know, he had some uh, interplay with um, the Italian, um, I'll just say mafia, but um, not everybody had that same upbringing. And um, so there, there is going to be the difference. And then what he did with his talents were actually his actions, if you will. So he was brought up in a certain way and he had these talents and they were uh, cultivated, if you will. But he also said yes to it. I'm going to I'm going to try that. Now, someone who was born in Australia, maybe in the outback somewhere, would not be with those same ancestries. Now, who knows? I don't really know this about Frank Sinatra, but it could be that, you know, he came from a musical family. So that talent was already within him. I don't know that for, for a fact, but I'm not saying that every person that's born on that day and time is going to have that same outcome because of the ancestry, your culture, and the land that you were born uh, in, if you will, will dictate how you are going to lead your life. So yes, it does make absolute difference on that. But, um, you know, as I said, for that particular uh, uh, question, when you're, when you're talking about a group, it's not really going to affect for this annual where you were born. That's going to go into more natal personalized reading for that. So I hope that answered the question. And then furthermore, you know, when I was even saying metal is good in certain areas of, of the world this year and earth is better in certain areas of the world, it's the same thing. Because of the geography and the people that live there, that's what's going to dictate um, the outcome for that particular year. Okay. Now I have a question from Rebecca Hallgreider, and she um, would like uh, me to explain um, how to take a compass reading. And I was suggesting that people take a compass reading with their smartphone because you probably don't have in possession, like I do, a, uh, a tool that I use, which is called a low-pen compass with intricate formulas and, um, you know, all, uh, you know, all the things that I need as a feng shui master to take a reading. But for um, the lay person, the best thing would be is to use your digital compass. And so how you, you know, first, first step one is you need to have an accurate floor plan. If you are practicing classical feng shui, which I hope you all are, um, you need an accurate floor plan. You cannot have accurate information on a hand-drawn sketch unless you're an architect and you can hand-draw, you know, to to CAD quality, then you're not you're not playing with a um, the right information. You must have an accurate floor plan for accurate um, directions. Now, what you need to do is you need to stand in the middle of your um, your building that you're taking the compass reading of and face the street, basically. And just look down at your, your compass. You need to get grounded uh, in the respect. You can't be, you know, uh, multitasking at this point. Really be serious about taking your compass direction because this is the information that's going to be the DNA, if you will, of your feng shui. So you need to take that compass direction and then you would overlay uh, the feng shui uh, dial, the annual dial on top of, and I'm going to give you the URL so you can get that as well. So don't worry about that. I'm going to just let me talk this out here. And then you just 
overlay, once you get that direction, um, you you would overlay the compass. So I, ideally in feng shui, we love to have a um, square building, but obviously, you know, architects don't build with principles of feng shui all the time. So we've got missing corners and, you know, extensions on buildings. So you need to square off the building. And then once you square it off, put an X through it so you can find the center of the building. And then more or less, you'll know where to stand when you when you take this reading. And then you go ahead and just place the feng shui dial over it. And then you'll know um, with certainty because it's on an accurate floor plan where the positive and the um, challenging areas are. The other question that was backed up by this was the, um, do on the, the, the phone, do you take magnetic north or true north? In feng shui, we use the magnetic north directions when we're taking our compass directions. So you use magnetic North. Now, the other thing is, um, and this is still a, a follow-up question from Rebecca. She lived in. A, she lives in a complex where the you know there's the street, and then when you drive into the complex, there's several buildings. I'm I've never been there, so it could be unit A, B, C, D, something of that sort, or a name of a building. And basically, um, what you um, you know what I told her to do in this particular case, when you're when you're in this particular case, when you're doing the annual feng shui, just take the reading, just stand. In the center of your building, face your front door, for example, so you have a um, demarcation, if you will, and then go ahead and take that reading. Because for the annual feng shui, we really need to know northeast, southwest, southwest, etc. We don't really need to know. It's really more for the... Uh, when you get the orientation of the building, um, which is a, honestly a little bit more complex, this is for the more long-term feng shui. So, um, so let me just start going into some of the the feng shui pieces of it. So, there's long-term feng shui and short-term, and the long-term is finding these areas of your building, like the uh, the the wealth sector, which is different for every building based on a compass direction. There isn't, you don't use the front door and say, oh, this is the wealth sector. And there's four uh, positive directions and there's four challenging directions because this is more true to life, if you will. But we're going to talk today about the short-term annual feng shui. And this is where you can get really dynamic results by using the very good areas of your space. So um, what I'm going to start talking about uh, looks like probably at the second segment, but I want to go just a little bit further. So something that you can do to trigger or activate the energies of the space is uh, something that's called feng shui activations. And this is very similar to acupuncture. So the acupuncturist puts the needle in your body, to activate the chi in your body so you feel healthy and well. And that is the same with feng shui. We are going to activate the um, the north, and I'll give you some exact directions and then access to my compass style if you like that. We're going to activate the north and the southeast only with water. That's the only two places in 2017 you should have water in your space. And in the Northwest, this is where you're going to want to move maybe a large piece of furniture or um, make, you know, a large, you know, like 
hang a picture on the wall and you this is where you can um, actually bring about some very good energies for you to uh, trigger that that energy that you want to bring about so um, I would just like to tell you just a little bit deeper with the few seconds I have left in this segment is that in the in the north, um, this is going to be 353 degrees to two degrees north, this exact direction on your floor plan. This is going to be good for you to um, bring more income in, you know, just generating income and improve your communication skills. You can also, if you need to do any of that self-improvement that I was talking about, this would be a great place to hang out in the southeast it's 113 to 122 Southeast. And this is something I'm going to go into a little bit deeper, but um, this is the one that is going to boost your career, good for new contracts, promotions. And if things um, somehow go awry this year, this is where I want you to hang out. By the way, I moved my desk to the Southeast yesterday because this is the most, one of the most powerful energies, I believe. It's very good for future money. It's good for working on long-term projects. And since I'm working on one, this is the perfect placement for my desk. So you have to be willing to move into those good directions as well. And in the Northwest, we have 293 to 307. Very good for um, spreading knowledge. Um, And if you want to have some big breakthroughs, this is the place you want to hang out. So um, we're going to talk a little bit more about that when we come back. And um, we'll see you after this break. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. Highly successful people know that timing is everything. Kathleen Zamansky's Time Blazer Business Management System taps the ancient wisdom of auspicious timing for your business success. The Time Blazer decodes ancient Chinese wisdom into standard business concepts to help you make crucial decisions at the correct time, whether it's about business, career, education, travel, or even the best time to walk away from a partnership. Find out more at 5elementsgroup.com. That's number 5elementsgroup.com. Do you second-guess your business decisions? Whether you struggle or succeed in business depends on you. What if you had access to foretell when certain days and times were vibrant to help you excel in your personal and professional endeavors? You were born with a business DNA. With a 5 Elements Business Astrology reading, timing is everything, and the time is now. Why wing it when you were born with a unique birth map? For your free business astrology chart, visit freebusinessastrology.com. That's freebusinessastrology.com. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. This is Illuminating Feng Shui. To reach Kathleen or her guest today, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Kathleen at 5elementsgroup.com. Now, back to Illuminating Feng Shui. 
And we're back. This is Kathleen Zemanski, and we're just talking about how to make best use of the fire rooster so it can benefit you. So I was just finishing up that the uh, north and southeast is where we're going to be putting water activations, and in the northwest is where we're going to actually be moving large pieces of furniture or, you know, maybe hanging a, a, a piece of artwork on the wall. And this is this these feng shui activations help you to trigger 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 the chi now here is a caveat on this you only want to do this on a good date and and time you don't want to just you know throw water in here and again this is strategically using that calendar to know when to uh, do the activations now there is you know you know uh, definitely uh, monthly activations that I give out to my clients every month. So if you are interested in knowing more about the monthly activations, uh, how to make your space vibrant to respond to you and make things happen for you this year, just reach out to me privately at Kathleen at fiveelementsgroup.com. Just say something about I want to know about the monthly activations or work with a good date selection expert and they can help you on this as well. Now, the area that you... Um, want to avoid in uh, 2017 is the south and you don't want to do any renovations and you just want to keep it quiet so just like the dates you know you use the good and sort of you know diminish by you know playing your cards a little bit closer on unstable days the same with your chart you know when you have really good animals you go for it when you have ones that are you know maybe a little bit more unstable that's when you do your personal work and just kind of pull back a little bit you don't have to do it in everything it's just certain parts of your life same with your space when the energies are good, you move into them, you use them. Um, that's how you activate them. When it is um, the unstable energies, you just want to keep them quiet. Absolutely no renovations and things like that. So if it's in your office, try to f- find another location to work at. Um, I was in a south-southwest sector, and I decided that it would be better to be in the most vibrant um, area of the year. So I moved my office into another room. Now, if it's a bedroom, the south is not the best. Um, it you know it would not be, especially if you have some health issues, I would try to find somewhere else to sleep, um, especially if you have one of those challenging animals in your chart as well. Now, the back of a building, um, if the south is in the direct you know, line of north-south direction, but the back is in the south um, on a north-south axis, um, this is going to affect your relationships and your health, so you do watch your health. Now, if it's your front door, front door is all about your money, so the front door, you definitely need to um, be watching that. Now, I Full disclosure here, I have my front door in direct south. So um, what I am, my strategy is, uh, because I have the option to do this, is I'm going to come in through the southeast garage door in, um, you know, starting February 3rd uh, for a couple of reasons. One, remember I said that the southeast is a good section, so I can be activating it every time I drive my car into that uh, the bay of the garage. So that will be a smart maneuver for me. And so, it, you know, I'm creating good flow for my my household by by doing that. But let's say that you're you don't have any other door but the south to come into because your apartment or flat or whatever has only one door and you you can only go in and out of that door. You have no other choice. So what I would suggest for you to do 
is when you walk into the door, um, maybe have like a table of some sort where you can put down your handbag or your briefcase and your keys in the southeast and you're going to force your body energetically to go through the southeast of your home and it will help pacify that south. Um, Another thing that um, we recommend is put a large amount of metal and I'm talking like, you know, hundreds of pounds of metal uh, depending on the size of your your um you know, your home office or flat, if you will. So you you would put these in the south sector. Now, be very, very careful if you're going to be doing this after February 3rd. The last thing you want to do is drop, boom, a heavy object into this area. Place it very, very gently and carefully. Otherwise, you're going to activate that south, and that's exactly what we do not want to do. So truly, the best thing is to avoid the area, keep it clean, keep it quiet, no no renovations. So I had a question come in from Alice, and she wants to know, since she's Yang Metal in her day of birth, she was wondering if she could be the metal to d- dissolve the negative energies of the South. So the quick answer is no, um, that would not be a good idea. I would rather that you use the positive energies of the Southeast, Northwest, and North and benefit from those because they will positively change your life. Don't try to fix a challenging energy. That's not um, the purpose of what we're trying to do. Use the good, avoid the bad. Um, Here's another um, frequently asked question. If the South does get disturbed, like for example, let's face it, life does happen, right? Um, And you've got a, a pipe burst in the South, for example, and you need to open up the walls. You can't ignore that. You can't let mold and stuff and, you know, have a pipe broken in in that area. So what do you do? Well, my best um, advice is obviously get it fixed. Um, Use the positive sectors of your home or office, the north, the southeast, and the northwest as much as possible. And that's actually going to help bring back into balance um, that particular, you know, things that are going to, that, you know, could potentially happen in your life. What can potentially happen? Um, you're going to have um, financial health and relationship issues. So this will help bring some balance back into your life. If this happens immediately, my best advice is call a qualified qualified feng shui consultant or master to help you get your life back on track. So I promised you that I was going to get you this feng shui dial. Um, and if you go to bit.ly forward slash compass dial, that's bit.ly forward slash compass dial, then you can get my 2017 compass dial. Like I said, just overlay it onto your floor plan. You will immediately see because it's color coded in green are the good areas that you can use in 2017. And the, the red ones are one that you're going to want to um, avoid. So um, here's just a really quick recap of what we talked about. Date selection, very important. How do you do your milestone activities? Not always about using a good day, just important avoid how to handle the unstable ones and you can um, get that free month at a glance uh, if you are interested in that at bit.ly free month at a glance the astrology know what's in your chart this alone is going to tell you what strategies you need to put into place this year and you can go to freebusinessastrology.com to get your astrology chart so remember the year month day and hour tell a story about you 
but you have a choice in the matter on how you play it out. And the space, so important, this combination of all three, when you use these all three in conjunction with each other, use the good, avoid the bad, and you can get that compass dial at bit.ly forward slash compass dial. And so, and remember, those uh, good animals, boy, if you've got a rooster or horse in your chart, go for it full, full out this year. I really want to hear from you on what you plan on doing and what your your strategic plan is because you guys are the ones that are really going to come for front and center in 2017 and use those good directions of southeast, north, and north west stay out of that south if you possibly can and for for now i'd like to thank you very very much for tuning in today i appreciate your following gung hoi fat choi happy chinese new year have a fabulous fire rooster year i look forward to seeing you next time on illuminating feng shui and until next week may good chi follow We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Illuminating Feng Shui. Please join Kathleen Zamansky again next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel as we look at other aspects to power up your workspace.